Hello, this is Jimmy Sam, Another Tooth Podcast. Hope y'all doing fine. I'm doing great. It is cold. There's a lot of snow. Iowa is shit. <laughs> I hear all my uh, Midwesterners are right now and Northerners are getting pummeled. I think, uh, what is it, today? The date is something I should always look up before, but I won't. And I'll just pretend to vamp while looking at my phone. And... Why is the date not on my phone? Why wouldn't you not put that on the home screen, Apple? Why you got to tell me what to do? Saturday the 13th of January. Well, it took a long time for the snow to get here. Oh my, that was a horrible noise. But it came to uh, this week and we got pummeled. I didn't even make it to work yesterday. <laughs> that was very sad. And... <laughs> Oh, but yeah, a lot of things been going on. Nothing super exciting. Nothing not exciting. Uh, Piper, our uh, Lieutenant Dan dog, is back on her feet-ish. And uh, now we're in the house that PP built because PP is everywhere. She won't keep on a diaper because she's old. Don't blame her. Can't wait till I'm in a diaper. Shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> but uh, we're taking care of her, doing the right thing as far as we know. For a while there, I ain't gonna lie, I got a little hairy and we're like, man, like, at least I was, I was not ready to give up on her because just, you know, it's, we have mostly hardwood floors, but where she sits, of course, is all carpet, which is carpet I eventually, whoa, why is that so damn heady? That's too loud. Anyway, it's, uh, yeah, well, the carpet's gonna be leaving as soon as she either gets much better or... We go the other way, you know, depends what happens, dog times. But I'm at peace with it because uh, she's a great dog, love her, but uh, I want her to have a good quality of life too. And it right now it's not great, but it has got significantly better. We have hope, so that's a good thing. We'll take hope. Anyway, uh, what else? Is going on? All right, this week this is going to be a weird episode. I'm going to try and talk about gumbo. I know, I would already shut it off too. <laughs> I do have an episode coming up with Blue, or I don't know. I don't know when in the timeline. This might be dropped in later when I already have some, I don't have an, an idea. So maybe this will work, maybe it won't. But let me kick off this intro, and we're going to talk to you about uh, the first and best gumbo I ever made. Let's hit that intro. Oh, yes, in the words of Justin Wilson. What did he say? That old cook son of a bitch. Oh, God, he was good way back in the day. Something Louisiana. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Go figure. But anyway, uh, this week I was cooking. I was doing a lot. I had a good, a good cook day <laughs> when I was just making a bunch of... Stuff that actually turned out right. Just some bread, homemade bread, no recipe, which is, uh, yeah, I know, I'm saying it. No recipe for all you bakers out there that give me shit. <clears throat> I went in uh, just because I've, I've made so much dough in my life as far as the freaking pizza restaurants and just baking bread. I was like, all right, I know what it's supposed to be like when it's done. I know about the portions. I know what it's supposed to look like after you mix it for a while. So I did that and came out perfect. Bomb ass sandwich bread. It was great. 
you know, just cold week. So, you know, you have nothing to do. So, of course, I cook. <laughs> That's all I got going for me right now, which I'm fine with. But anyway, yeah, made some killer bread. And before and right before that, while well, it took all day, I made a gumbo, which was delicious. Uh, no okra because fuck okra. If you like it, you're lying to yourself. Maybe some pickled okra might be all right. But that slimy shit is no. <laughs> right up there with uh, what are some of the most horrible foods I've had. Pennsylvania, I went and had scrapple. You suck. That's horrible food. That's not a real thing. Um, here it's, uh, what is this? It's not liverwurst. It's a pate. What is this shit they eat here in Iowa? It's, uh, it's kind of livery. Oh my God. Give me a second. I'm going to figure it out. And only because I paused it to think about it. Then I thought about it. Braunschweiger. Uh, I know a lot of people, my wife loves it. I consider it cat food. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that shit. They have it. They have these old, uh, supper clubs here, uh, uh, around Iowa and, uh, the, I believe it's the Southern parts of Wisconsin too. Old fashioned supper club, which is pretty cool. I'd like to do a, a revamp on that, but you know, they, they come out and you get that, um, your a plate of, for the whole table. It's like just a bunch of, it's not charcuterie. It's like vegetables and dips and stuff like that. There's a name for that too, that I'm totally not remembering. Oh my God, this is going to be one of those episodes, isn't it? When I show my age. Wow, I swear I just had coffee. It's that, the, the relish tray. That's what they give you in the beginning. I think it'd be cool if it was done with some better stuff, i.e. less healthy <laughs> stuff. But they do have yeah, the Braunschweiger, uh, I forgot, a couple other weird dips. I think they even have a seafood dip or something like that. A lot of dips. I like dips. My wife loves dips. Oh, we dip, you dip, we dip. <laughs> What a meandering episode. But anyway, yeah, gee, that was a weird side tangent. But anyway, let's get back to the gumbo. Anyone who uh, on here was also a fan of cooking knows the only, the part that matters most in the gumbo for me is the roux, R-O-U-X. Yeah, it's uh, just when you take equal parts of a fat and flour and you cook it down, used to thicken things. But when these crazy bastards... Um, cook it down until it gets to like this almost chocolatey, uh, peanut butter color. So you cook it for a long time. You got to go kind of slow with it because you're going to burn the shit out of it because it's just fat and, uh, flour. But so you gotta, you gotta maintain it. I, I think mine took about an hour because I really had it on low and I had a lot of time to kill. So I just, uh, was constantly st- uh, stirring this roux, which is great. And I tasted it when I was done. It was just flour I said, and, uh, oil. I think I used, uh. Bacon fat? Yeah, something like that. We can use whatever fat you like. Yeah, I would make it tasty. Not olive oil. That would suck. Um, but what else? Yeah, so I cooked that down. It took about an hour. In the meantime, I was prepping my veg. It was just uh, onions. It's the Trinity. Their Trinity. The Italians one is like onions, celery, and carrot. Yeah, which I did for the the gumbo too, but you also add green pepper. You know, you can, as far as when it comes to fucking veggies, go crazy. I always do. But what I did was I chopped them up uh, decently diced. And I think uh, that was good. But next time I will probably blitz it in the old uh, food processor. First of all, well, it's something else to clean that sucks. But 
I think it uh, might be better for the soup overall. I think it helps thicken it up a little bit more too and give it a little more body. But yeah, after you get done with that roux, uh, what I did was and then I put in my andouille sausage, which is the which usual word Jim, which is just a smoked sausage, a little spice to it. It's really good. If you ever watched Emerald back in the day? Bam! Then uh, yeah, there was definitely some andouille going around all the time. I used to put it on one of my Inferno pizzas too. It's a great topping, great sausage. So you put that in there, mix it around with the roux, let that break, not break down, but uh, heat up and let some of its juices come out into that roux. And then you uh, throw your veggies in there, all of them, and uh, mix that up. Keep the heat pretty decent. And uh, yeah, you let that go for a little bit. Let the veggies just soften up a little bit. I had the carrot in there, so I had to let it go maybe a little bit longer than I should have. But like I said, if it was all just blitzed down into like a paste, it would have, uh, you don't have to worry about that step as much because it's already broke down. I just like to bring out the flavor with it. So I kept that going. And then what did I do? There should have been some chicken in there. I didn't have any, so I didn't use it. Boo-hoo. That's cooking. And there's supposed to be this stuff, uh, well, here, let's get to the next part. Next part is I always have this better than bouillon paste. It's, uh, you can either get it, you can get it in anything, a veggie base, a chicken base, or a beef base. This is all like, this is what makes a, a soup taste really good, this stuff. You know, that if you didn't have enough broth on hand. But if you generally, and I know you've all done it, if you're like me, you've tasted that broth that come in a box or a can, stuff like that. And it's like beef water, you know, which is fine, but that's what you're putting in. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get out less. <laughs> it's not going to be that tasty. So you take a tiny lick of this better than bouillon, you'll know that it's like beef punch you in the face. Or chicken. They do this. They do this great. Not a sponsor yet. Better than bouillon. Hit me. But uh, put a little bit of that in with some water. Uh, oh, did I also put? I had some red wine. I put it in there. I don't think it's necessary in the recipe. I loosely followed a recipe by allrecipes.com. It's their most high-rated one on there. So I kind of used that. And let me see. Yeah. Then I let that go for a couple hours. Uh, mixing every now and then, no big deal. It, basically, if you have it at a decent temperature, you can just let it rip. If you don't want to do it on a stovetop, put it in the oven around, I don't know, 275. With the lid cracked and just let it go for a couple hours. It'll do the same thing without you having to worry about it. That nice constant heat. And use your crock pot. I know you got one sitting in the back somewhere that weighs 300 pounds. You never pick it up because it weighs 300 pounds. But this is, they're not a crock pot. What did I say crock pot for? Your, uh, your, uh, ceramic Jesus Christ, why can't I remember the simplest things today? This is embarrassing. Your Dutch oven. It took me a second. Jeez, thank God for editing. You'll never know how much pain I'm going through trying to remember things. For no good reason. I didn't even drink last night. Whew, and I've already had my coffee. Nothing is working. Anyway, all right, you get all that going. Let it rip for a couple hours. Then, um... What did I do? Oh, you should have added um, some filet powder. F-I-L-E. It's called filet. Philly. Philly. File powder. I don't know. Whatever it's called. But it's kind of a carcinogenic. And uh, I think it does give you some flavor. But I omitted it. but Because I, I forgot to tell you. When I you make that roux for an hour, at the very end, you, that is a thickening agent for the soup. But the only hack I guess I got for that is at the end, when you're done cooking it, it's still, you know, it's still on the flame, but you're about to shut it off. I throw in about 
two, three extra tablespoons of flour and mix it in there at the end. Because it loses thickening power the more you cook it. But that fucking flavor that it gives you when you deep cook that roux. It's all roux. I don't know what it is. It's roux vegetable soup with shit in it. That's all. <laughs> you, know, you can always break things down pretty easy. Uh, but plenty of salt and pepper. Always. I think I added thyme. That was a, a major thing that helps out a lot. I like, like adding the herbs towards the end. Because uh, you get more pop for your flavor and stuff like that. And, yeah, and then at the end, I had uh, some peeled and deveined shrimp with tails on. I used those. I was lazy. But there is flavor in the tails, and I don't mind getting my fingers dirty when I'm making something like that. So, you can omit the tails, but put your shrimp in there right at the end. The uncooked shrimp, right towards the end. They only need about 30 seconds to a minute, and they'll be cooked. And definitely don't fuck that up while you'll be eating rubber bands. And yeah, I think that was about it. I don't think it was anything else too crazy. I'm going to try and remember. Let me uh, go through my ingredients and make sure I didn't omit anything. And of course, I omitted some things. Obviously, uh, some Cajun seasoning. If you get the old Tony Shasheries, that's in like every freaking uh, supermarket, green can, red lettering. It's an all-purpose Cajun seasoning type thing. I put in at least, let me see, it says a half teaspoon here. I think I put at least two tablespoons in. I go crazy on that stuff. That's in the beginning, too. You can put that in. That one I don't mind because it's seasoning. It's not like a, well, bay leaves, too. You put in four bay leaves. I had the thyme at the end. Oh, I also added some, I had some, uh, that Rotel. I put a couple of cans of that in there also. I don't think that's normally supposed to be in there or nothing, but uh, I put it in there because I like it, and I'm cooking it and eating it. <laughs> a little shot of vinegar, uh, that's like a tablespoon or two. That depends on the taste. That's when you get in more of your um, your liking to you know taste it and see what it needs. That's the best thing you can do. And a couple dashes of Worcestershire sauce or Worcestershire sauce. Some people put some sugar in it. I didn't need it. So I didn't use it. I think my carrots might have uh, upped the sweetness a little bit on it. But yeah, man, that was it. And uh, hot pe- hot sauce, you put whatever you like in there and don't be uh, stingy. It's a lot of soup or a lot of a gumbo. And yeah, you about it's three quarts of water altogether, but I don't want to get too much in the weeds. It basically, it was the technique of making it. The huge takeaway, making a good gumbo is make that root correctly. Give it its time, get that deep, dark color, and then add a couple tablespoons of uh, fresh flour at the end, then build your soup from there. That's all you got to, you know, just put your veg in, then your andouille sausage, get that stuff rolling, add your broth, throw in your bay leaves, yada, yada, yada. It's just, uh, it's really good, but it is all about that roux. And I think that's about it. That's how you make gumbo. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, hit me up on Facebook, anothertruthpodcast.com, or .com, Another Truth Podcast on Facebook. Um, Yeah, we're a weekly show here. I talk about everything I like. Everything I like is pretty easy. I love food. I love music. And I like uh, art. I like painting and stuff like that. So that's kind of what I talk about. And I love talking to new business owners and people that are doing something a little interesting, just something 
I don't care what it is. And we've had directors on here. We've had psychics. We've had uh, bar owners. We had uh, guys that run karaoke. I love it. These are all my favorite people that I, you know, I get to, I know a little bit, like either through Facebook or we met a few times. Uh, a shitload of musicians. Some of my favorite people in the world, obviously. The artists. It's it's a, it's a weird little show, and it's going to get weirder because I've been doing it for a long time. So I'm not afraid to go in whatever directions, even if it's something as simple as this. But I get a lot of requests for recipes online. When I post something on Facebook, I'll get messaged, you know, hey, man, how'd you do this? And stuff like that. And I love giving out those recipes. So, and this is also part of the, the YouTube channel that I've threatened forever. <laughs> but I don't know if it would be any fun, but the only thing way I think I could do that is if I did it long form and just cooked the whole thing. So it might be a long ass show. So it might be really boring. So I don't know. I'm just trying to find a way because everyone's got a cooking show and they're all the same, man. If you don't, if you don't figure out that fat and salt makes everything taste good, then you're lost. <laughs> and uh, seasoning things are great. That's that's what it takes. And I guess just a little quick tip on salting things because my people see me make something like, oh my god, you gotta be kidding me. Then they eat it and they're like, oh my god, this is great. It's usually salt levels which are very hard, but just if you taste as you go and be really critical about what you're tasting, you'll notice when you put more salt in where it goes and if it's better, you know, and don't be afraid to fuck something up. I don't know, make something like a, I like to make grits. So make a cheap thing of grits and oversalt it. Go crazy, go a little crazier than you normally would and see what that tastes like. If you go over, no big deal. Toss it out or, you know, whatever. Make another batch and mix it in with that. That way you know. But you should know the extremes of seasoning and where that can take you. Because that's usually all. I mean, people are like, well, I got this, you know. I've always had friends. You cook my steak. I'm like, that's fine. But it's always just, you know, you can get away with a good steak. Just salt. You know what I'm saying? You can baste it in butter and all that bullshit like that. That's very cool to look at right now. I think it's bullshit. I don't care. <laughs> it gives you something. It does. But uh, it's really not, in my opinion, necessary. A good hunk of meat, which we definitely have out here in the Midwest more than anywhere in the world, I believe, <clears throat> doesn't need much attention except for proper cooking. And maybe we'll get that to another episode because it's really easy. So uh, it's just a matter of doing this shit and not being afraid, like especially like in the, around the New Year's and any special celebration, my uncle especially loves to give me a big-ass prime rib and say, you cook it, I trust you, and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, if people get freaked out about a big hunk of meat and cooking it like that, don't be. you got to be master of your meat. <laughs> All right, I'm losing this episode. We ain't going to get into that. I love you guys. Thank you very much for all these years of listening. I'm going to keep keeping it weird. We are fearless. We are moving into 2024 in this goddamn tundra out here, and uh, the Viking ship is uh, chipping through the ice. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be another year, my friends. We're gonna keep uh, going hard with it. I really appreciate y'all listening. If you can throw in a review on iTunes. I know you're listening. You've heard me say this a thousand times. You still don't do it because your thumbs is weak. But give us five star on iTunes. However, you can do it on Spotify. Whatever your podcatcher is. A nice word would be nice, or a hi, Jim, 
815-883-1077. You can leave a message anytime on that Zeal voicemail. You can text it. Leave me stupid shit. That'll make me laugh or cry. It's all right. I'm big boy. All right. Love you guys. This is Jimmy Zan for another truth. Have a good week. Week. Well,